0: This week, from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewSignTool.com. T-Mobile adds millions of customers, Apple's App Store made billions of dollars, and an early preview of what's coming to CES 2021. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week, and it's Friday, January 8th, 2021. My name is Kirk Corliss. And I'm Scott Ertz. And this episode 80 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, proud partner of the tech podcast network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are streaming live at gncweekly.com slash live as well as Facebook Live. So please be sure to say hello and chat or comment. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNC WIR channel on YouTube. If you miss a live video, that's okay. You can always catch the replay later. If you are a listener, please be sure to subscribe to podcast. We can find it in the right-hand side column at GNCWeekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Also, this podcast can be found on the Pandora app and the iHeartRadio app. If you have a comment, be it on social media or email, and then all links can be found at GNCWeekly.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. for. GNCWeekly.com, as I lose my voice. <laughs> <laughs> GNCWeekly.com slash connect. First the, um, first episode of the new year. Happy New Year to everybody. Um Indeed. We took, a, took a two-week break um, with the holidays um, and New Year's, and uh lots been going on. Um, been a quiet... Well, I wouldn't say quiet because people... We're not going to talk about it because... <laughs> because a lot happened in the first few days of of the new year yes and
1: (laughs) welcome to uh december 39th 2020 (laughs) right for so many reasons exactly the least of which is that for us the Mm -hmm. new year usually starts with ces like mentally right right so it still doesn't feel like it's a new year yet because we're not in Vegas. And since we're not going to be, it's never going to feel like a new year. It's just right. More 2020.
0: More 2020. And I think, uh, you know, I, I mentioned to Todd when I was working on the show, I said, I asked him, I said, um, can we get a do-over? <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, there's not a lot of a lot of news. It's a lot of tech news um, this week. Everybody's um, holding
1: it for next week.
0: Right, exactly. So there's a little bit of news that we're just going to go over very briefly. Um, and, um, and also we'll be talking, we'll uh, go over what's going to happen for this upcoming week, um, with, um, the, um, with tech podcast network, along with plugins live is going to do a live streaming coverage, um, during the week. So we'll, we'll, uh, uh, fill everybody in on that in a little bit. Um, in the meantime, we're going to, there's a little bit of CS news, not much, but we're going to get in some other news that Mason made, uh, the, the top news this week and, First and up, not not the one that anybody's thinking about
1: because exactly. we don't want to get into that. That is a
0: minefield that we're not interested in. Exactly. So if you, I mean, you can go online, you can Google it, and what have you, and form your own opinions. So, yep, yeah, this is you know, this is not this is not the space for it. But all right, so the top the top stories of this week is uh, first up, T-Mobile has announced adding adding 5.6 million net customers during the, during 2020. Uh, T-Mobile revealed its uh, preliminary full year results. Uh, and they say that's the most customers added in the carriage history. Mike Sievert, T-Mobile CEO, says, quote, our focus on bringing unmatched value and experience to customers while building and delivering the nation's best 5G network paid off with the record-breaking results in 2020. Our 5G leadership position is getting stronger every day. T-Mobile said its "quote ultra-capacity 5G network now reaches 106 million people." According to T-Mobile, this is 50 times more than Verizon's 5G coverage. Although the carriers use although the carriers use different use different radio different radio waves for their 5G networks. And speaking of Verizon, they're going to have their keynote on Monday um, about 5G. Um, but this is good news for T-Mobile. I mean, they've been you know they had the uh, the merger and I was going to say it's
1: important to remember that this does not include the merger um right because at at close of business the last day under the sprint the official sprint brand uh i think it was 54.9 million customers mm-hmm. um on sprint so obviously this does not <laughs> reflect any of that mm-hmm. this is uh this is simply new signups mm-hmm. so uh, that's, that's impressive. I am, I'm curious on the details of it. Um, Cause obviously I'm curious uh, prepay versus post pay. Uh, Cause obviously prepay has um, higher churn. So uh, post pay is <laughs> better customers to bring in. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about some stuff like that. Um, but either way, you know, that, that represents one point four ish percent of the U.S. population.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, that's that's
0: impressive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now,
1: now, of course, there, there there's people like me that skew those numbers, right? Because I've got multiple active lines, mm-hmm. uh, so it's not necessarily one to one. Right. Um, but but yeah, I mean that that represents if it were one to one, that represents about one point three, five, one point four percent of the US population coming on as new sub- new subscribers. That's
0: that's impressive growth. But also the T Mobile's approach is I mean, with the what talk about five G over the past <clears throat> excuse me, over the past few months, T Mobile is not really is not really they're putting commercials out about touting five G, but they're not they're basically going, to, or holding back on, uh, on holding back on their claims. I mean, if you call them claims, they're gun shy from four G. Exactly. Exactly. They spent, they spent like
1: a whole year lying about having four G. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they kept getting called out on it, and <laughs> so now they're gun shy. Mm-hmm. So AT and T decided to do it this time, right? And
0: they got, look <laughs> what happened. <Yeah.
1: laughs> what happened they got called out on it, and they had to retract those claims. T-Mobile right. never retracted it, by the way.
0: No, they didn't. No, they didn't. But I, I noticed that over the past few months from, I would say, when with the back in the Sprint merger, some, it was actually the sometime last year where they had to go through the FCC and the DOJ and, um, you know, but they've been, they've been hard-pressed to – you know, to get things done right and, and good on them. But when it's with the talk of 5G over the past few months, they're really kind of like, you know, they've been putting things out there, the commercial I've seen, you know, about, you know, the, the, on the 5G spectrum and da da da, da. But they've been kind of low-key. So, so I'm happy that they're good on them. I mean, well, mm-hmm. I wish I had, again, there isn't 5G right near me, so. <laughs> I will tell you, I was surprised
1: when a, when a company sent me a new device. I was surprised to find out that sitting here in the studio, I actually get 5g And it, no, it's mm-hmm. not AT&T. It's not a lie of the mm-hmm. number. It's actual 5g. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, on, uh, the sprint slash T mobile network. Right. Um, I get it. I get it sitting literally right here where I am, uh, mm-hmm. which works out well because I can't get my own Wi Fi mm-hmm. in, <laughs> in the studio. So, you know, Sometimes I have to switch over to the to the five G, and uh, I, I was shocked to find that. Although in fairness, we were the first uh, w- the first of three uh, test markets for Sprint four G. So, huh. I guess maybe not that surprising. It yeah. was it was us L A. and uh, Las Vegas because the monorails were all yellow. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. And goes back to and we go back and full circle. See, yes, that would have been. I guess I was there like April of 2005-ish, May. When did Corey get married? I don't know. Um, so like May of 2005, and the monorails were all bright yellow. <laughs> oh, okay. Spring. Okay. Okay. And I'm thinking yellow. What the hell? Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. They had just changed their their, their logo because they had just bought Nextel. So they were mm-hmm. making a big deal about the new logo. Right. And uh, they had, they had just launched WiMAX and they're making a big deal about that. So the monorails mm-hmm. were all bright yellow, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so weird. Yikes! I've right. actually, actually got a Sprint WiMAX uh banner up in my office just as a <laughs> reminder that even the big guys make stupid mistakes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy. All right, well, let's dive into other news, another milestone. Um, Apple has announced that the App Store at the App Store customers spent a record amount throughout the holiday season. Apple says that in total, the App Store has generated more than $200 billion for developers since the App Store launched in 2008. I would like to amend
1: that to publishers and not developers. Fair enough. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Fair enough. <laughs> Apple says that the Apple says that Apple App Store customers spent 1.8 billion dollars on digital goods and services over the week between Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. On New Year's Day, Apple says a customer spent a record 540 million dollars in the App Store. Um, Eddie Q, um, Apple's senior vice president of Internet Software and Services says, quote, now more than ever, customers around the world have had, have found inspiration and value in the breadth and quality of Apple services, which have impacted their lives in big and small ways every day. We've, we're incredibly optimistic about where we're headed, and we believe that the opportunities developers and the creative communities are endless, as are the positive and meaningful benefits to our customers. So,
1: Once again, I have some questions. I mm-hmm. would be curious. I would be curious to know how much of that was on Apple stuff and how much of that is on third-party stuff. Um, Cause 540 million or 1.8 billion, you know, a lot of that could be, you know, the new services that just launched, right? Because they've got the new a- Apple one, one Apple, I don't know. Apple, whatever one, it, Apple, Apple, one, Apple one, 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 yep, uh, one. subscription plan and stuff yep. like that. So, right. um, uh, I'd be curious to know how much of it, how much of that is Apple. And I'm not counting the 30% Apple tax, just flat mm-hmm. out. How much of that is to Apple services and how much of that is mm-hmm. the third party services? Because they start right. Like the beginning of his quote is uh, the breadth and quality of Apple's services. Which suggests to me that it's, that it's a it's big chunk of that
0: 540. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also they've been they've been causing, they've been really um, making waves across the, um, making waves with um, them acquiring, which my wife, God bless her heart, and me disappointed that the Peanuts Christmas Special and Halloween Special is on Apple TV Plus and not on ABC like they have been for 20 plus years. So, I guess they're like in really... F- in fairness, they made them free to
1: everybody. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to be a subscriber, but... True. But you had to have a device that was capable of Apple Mm
0: -hmm. TV. Right.
1: (laughs) Now, we've talked about it a lot when it comes to HBO Max. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have it. Right. Like this TV sitting next to me Mm -hmm. um, and may not know it. Uh, They may not know that Apple TV is available
0: on Roku. Uh, Right. Right. Um, Speaking of Roku a little bit (laughs) later. Oh, are we going to talk about their acquisition? Mm. No. They got they no um actually it was a different Roku but uh, story but it's more uh, and their um we're gonna talk about their acquisition while we're in there Uh, (laughs) okay fair enough (laughs) um
1: but but yeah you know limiting stuff like that classics to uh to a certain platform is always a little weird um Mm -hmm. but I mean Sesame Street right uh. Somehow now has a deal with HBO Max, which is right. totally inappropriate. Maybe it's not Sesame right. Street. Maybe it's it Jim Henson movie. as a whole. I know. I mean, it might be bigger than just that. It might be Jim Henson as a whole. I can't remember where the where the contract lies. Mm-hmm. um So it might just it might not just be Children's Television Workshop and and Jim Henson. It might be all Jim Henson stuff. I can't
0: it's, remember. It's like th- I th- it is. I think it's um from what I understand. From what I saw. I believe it's not really the it is Henson's production arm because it has because yeah, it's 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 Henson's arm, not necessarily it's, the it's bigger than that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, okay. so it's bigger
1: than just Sesame Street. There's mm-hmm. more than just Sesame Street that's part of that deal. And you know, that's a little yeah. weird too. But right. But yeah. Uh well the I'm, reason
0: why the reason why from what I understand, the reason why it was on PBS is because they got so much flack from people you know, because before it wasn't, there was no mention on PBS, but then I was, you know, I was watching the keeping eye on the news. Um, and there was, people were upset, but then I think a few days later they relented on PBS. Well, what I, they, they had to, because children's television workshop is
1: publicly funded. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. They could not legally not have it on PBS, but that's a whole different topic. Uh, but, right. but yeah, you know, Apple Apple had an uphill battle to fight, right? When they started uh Plus. Mm-hmm. They had they had a lot of and and yeah, if we're not gonna you know what, if we're not gonna talk about this in Roku, we'll talk about it now.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, go, ahead. go for it. Um you know, we've seen a lot, we've seen a lot of companies come into the space and a lot of companies mm-hmm. have struggled, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, HBO Max has has struggled. Uh to find footing, they've found some clever ways to try and fight it, and clever can be sinister. Uh, but they found some clever ways to fight it, um, and then there's, of course, our our favorite uh, company to joke about was Quibi, right? Uh, right, that yep. that tried to get creative and went theoretically went the way of the dodo, except <laughs> Roku uh, purchased. Uh, Quibi's content today right yep uh so all of that is uh going to be coming to the Roku platform which mm-hmm. once again a lot of people have it sometimes right. accidentally uh, which is the case here yeah uh, it yep. annoys me to no end that it's on this thing uh, <laughs> but but yeah so you know Apple was going into an already crowded space that has gotten more crowded since um and so you know they had to do certain things. They had to be super aggressive to take mm-hmm. that unbelievable amount of cash that they are sitting on and be super aggressive with it. And they have been oftentimes to the
0: annoyance of <laughs> people like with Charlie Brown, right? Yeah, that's the yeah that was the one thing because my because my, my my wife must have um. I mean, she was like ranting and raving and, and super pissed. And I explained to her, you know, that Apple bought the rights to it. And, you know, and, you know, she did make a good point, you know, that she did make a good point that said, no one knows their PBS channel. To be honest, I don't even know what channel our PBS channel is. And I don't know what local will have to do, you know, on the, on the guide that doesn't see, but, but it's all about money. Apple's got the, it's got the money. I know my PBS channel. Oh, you do really?
1: <laughs> it's three.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's <good. laughs> yeah. It's okay. It, it's like it's like New York One, right? Okay. Right. I don't live in New York. Right. I know what New York One is. Yep. <laughs> you know, when it when it's something <laughs> and, and here, one and two aren't things. Right. So Three is our lowest number. <laughs> so it's kind of our equivalent of New York one. It okay. is our it is our lowest number
0: on the dial, and kind of everybody knows it. Okay. If it wasn't for that, no, I'd have no idea, okay. there you go, yeah, cause I don't know. I can remember I know it was on channel. I know for here in New Jersey, it was fifty two. and then they got then they went they went defunct, and then another company bought them out. Um And that got defunct, and now I don't know what. Now I, I have no idea what channel they're on PBS here in Jersey is. So, okay, <laughs> he,
1: here uh, <sighs> it's literally like the call sign is literally WPBS. <laughs> That's easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, and it's three. <laughs> it's three. <laughs> so, and it's been that way my whole
0: life. <laughs> Nothing has changed. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. Enough of PBS because we're going to be <laughs> now we're going to be debating our channel lineup. All right. All right. So, um, other news, a little, again, a little bit of CES news. Um, it's not much because a lot of companies the past or the past week or so, a lot of them are under embargo. So nothing I couldn't, we could there's something to be reported on. It's very, the news is like really, really light. Um, so for example, um, Samsung is, um, has some things that are announcing, um, they're announcing an, a mobile app called EasyCal that uh, calibrates your um, your TV's picture quality. Um, there's a um, a um, Scan and Drive. It's an IoT device that classifies fabric and recommends care options. Um, uh, they're also backing some startups, which I'm really disappointed because I. Love to see Eureka Park, which you know, that's a whole other story. Um there's also missing also introducing the frame as a TV set that um from what and gadget reporting, it looks like it's a um it's for pictures for artists. Um not much there. Um sharp.
1: Uh, the Samsung frame yeah. is the TV that looks like a picture frame.
0: Okay, that's what. Yeah, that's what you are saying. Yeah. yeah,
1: So it it hangs on the wall and when it's off, it kind of looks like art instead of technology, which okay. is a nice, you know, a nice variation.
2: Okay.
0: It's a cool product. Okay. Well, I'm just when I saw that, I'm like, okay. <laughs> um Sharp is uh getting bring introducing a suite of new smart kitchen appliances. Um they're offering they offer Wi Fi connectivity. And Alexa voice capability. compatibility. Um uh LG is coming out with the Cord Zero Thin QA9 Compressor Plus. Again, with these some of these these product names.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So so LG has this thing mm -hmm. where they will they'll give something a brand name Mm -hmm. and then They they have brand names for certain features like the it's pronounced all kinds of different ways. I have no idea what the official pronunciation is. Mm -hmm. I've heard it said thin Q. I've heard it pronounced think. I have no idea Mm -hmm. uh, which is their AI uh, platform. So they feel the need to force that into the name. (laughs) And then there's then there's a model number, I guess, a nine. And then, oh, we'll throw some German in there too, just. Because (laughs) with (laughs) the compressor with a K plus plus (laughs) and all of this is to say it's a vacuum. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Way too
0: many words to say Roomba. (laughs) Right. I'm sorry. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just, um, some of the, again, this is the light stuff because a lot of things have been, have been announced and won't won't announce until, until, um, well, Monday's press day. So, a lot of stuff is not going to be announced. Because again, I tried. See, when I'm working on our working on our show doing the prep and everything, I'm trying to pull stories, and I'm like, "There's like very. It's very light. Again, excluding, you know, name not meant not being mentioned. It's like, so they're anticipating for like, for example, for TVs, um, um, Samsung and Sony is announcing um, micro micro LED TVs, yeah, um, which we saw. W-
1: which we saw TCL well, yeah, talk t- about yep. at at the press conference last year. Right. Um, and in fairness, uh, Samsung, Sony, LG all talked about it too, but none of them mm-hmm. were ready to hit the market yet. Um, right. Other than the TCL that has like eight models out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think right. my brother purchased one. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think that's going to be uh, like, that's the next, Jump up from OLED, right? Mm -hmm. Is the micro LED, and I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be a big TV thing this year. Um, Hopefully, it won't be like 3D TV and be a terrible idea. I can't imagine Mm -hmm. that it would be that that way. But anytime there's some new technology with uh, with TVs, it can it can either be OLED or it can be 3D slash quantum
0: dot. Mm-hmm. And people will forget that it existed. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, and, you know, it's not going to be, uh, from what I've seen, I haven't seen anything. Um, you know, nothing's come out yet, um, but it should be interesting what, the work of, what these companies are going to announce. Um, also, what are expected, um, laptops, PCs, um, uh, Dell's coming out, Lenovo, HP, Asus, Acer. Um, Dell, um, they already announced their new Latitude 9420 and 9520. Um, uh, LG is now seeing um, uh, new um, thin and light gram laptops. Um, Lenovo, Lenovo is releasing a couple new high end laptops. Um, so, uh, so not really.
1: Somebody made an, somebody sent me an email, and I don't know if I can talk about it because I don't know where it is. So I'm not going to. No, just don't. To be safe.
0: Yeah, just yeah, just yeah. Hold that. To, hold that. Hold that to yourself. <laughs> so, um, so basically, um, do you want to? Um, so our so the tech blah, 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 blah. the tech pockets network and plug its lives coverage is going to start um, Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. to Pacific 5 a.m. time. Pacific time. Excuse me. Pacific time. Yep. Sorry, we, we, I am. Sorry, sorry.
1: I am being very obsessive about getting that right because most of our team is in the East Coast. Right. 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 But CES is West Coast. West Coast. It right. always has been. Mm-hmm. It always will be. Uh, right. I mean, for the last couple of decades at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are continuing to live in Pacific time for CES. Right and emails that go out i even bold it so
0: people yeah they receive them now right so it's 9 a.m pacific time to 5 p.m pacific time so that's 12 noon eastern um 12 noon eastern um 5 p.m 8 p.m so yeah right (laughs) god i suck um yeah so it's gonna be we're gonna have um there's gonna be a link up in the show notes um link in the show notes um they'll go directly to um ces um uh, TechPodcast.com/ces2021, um, or there's a link in the in the show notes. That I'll be publishing when we're done here. And by listening to it by now, you'll probably see it already, already posted. And we'll have we'll have the the stream on our Facebook pages, Twitter, um, where else? Um, YouTube. Excuse me, our live pages um, on that as well. So we're gonna have it's now the interview links. Um, if you people don't folks don't know that are new to this podcast or new to tech or techpodcast.com and the coverage. Each interview is about, roughly about eight minutes. um, And we, you know, bring in companies from all over from one tech spectrum to the other. They talk about their product. Um, We ask them questions on availability and what it's used for, you know, anything. And if there's any comments you have, let us know. You know uh, what questions you have uh, for these these companies? We'll do our best to answer them. Um, it should be a lot of fun. It, and I was talking to Scott earlier. Um, you know, before we came on the air in the past few weeks, um, this is going to be different um, because it's all virtual. Where um, they won't you know. be able to hand us a thing, or which should, we're right. so
1: used to, you know. Right. Yep, we're we're so used to literally like putting <laughs> them putting a product in our hand. And, right. you know, and we can we can touch it and, and right. interact with it during the interview. And that's just not going to be the case here. So, right. There's going to be no live demos. Um, a lot well, of the demos were. We don't know.
0: True. Um, true, hon- true.
1: Honestly, um, I have a feeling that we're going to see more product than usual. Because they don't have to bring it anywhere. They don't have to travel across the city. That's true. That's with true. the product and things like that. Um, I have a feeling we might actually get to see more product this year than we usually do. Okay. That's just a guess. Okay. I have nothing to base that on. Okay. But, but intuition. Okay. I'm not going
0: to, I'm not going to put any bets on this because, I, but, um, but I'm still looking and I was t- joking with, with Todd and, and Scott over the past couple of years since i came on with New Central and being part of the, you know, the team, you know, I look forward to it. And I was lamenting this. Scott, we were talking about this earlier, you know, our Facebook pages and our memory pages. And, you know, you know, I'm happy on the outside, but deep inside, I'm really sad. And, you know, and it's being on this team, and I expect, you know, I'll say this again, you know, being a part of this independent content creators, you know, to have folks come out, you know, these companies talk to us, you know, and, you know, we're ordinary people. We're ordinary, average, ordinary consumers,
1: and most of us have day jobs. Exactly. Yep. Kind of with Todd being the exception, and even he right. does it. I mean, it's in the same space, but mm-hmm. he does have a day job
0: too. Right. Right. But I mean, for I mean, to, like, I'm like, I love to see this see this stuff. When I went there to when we, uh, there my first time in 2018, you know, see all this cool stuff and. You know, and being on a team, you know, meeting, pe- meeting the uh, PR people and meeting with and the tech problems that were happening. And, you know, I mean, it was like and then, then last year, you know, being on the team as t- the technical director, which I had a blast um, covering, you know, working this, in a seat, you know, and and just watching in awe all these people coming in and showing off different things and, you know, and just joking about and laughing hysterically of all the interviews that, that was done. And I wish I wish Marlo could come on. I really hope he does. He, oh. <laughs>
1: so he texted me last night okay. at about 10 30. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh if you watched the interview, you'll understand what it is mm-hmm. that we're talking about. If mm-hmm. you haven't, uh go watch uh what was it, day three of C S 2020. Right. Um yep. he says to me, uh you you got you got any uh, toys you want me to do an interview on this year? <laughs> and I said, actually, Michelle and I were just joking about that because there absolutely is one. And I said that it would be no fun to have them on the show if you weren't doing the interview because all the fun comes from you turning red. Yep. <laughs> and he laughed. He says,, uh, you know, when I die, that <laughs> needs to be played at the funeral." I said, I'm on it. <laughs>
2: Anything
0: for you, friend. <laughs> and P.S. I sent I sent the email to that company. <laughs> I to, to Laura DiCarlo or the yep, new one Laura DiCarlo. OK. I don't know about the other one, but you mean last year? No, this. No, I sent the email um, to, the, to Laura DiCarlo to, to come on to come on. For last year or this year? This year. This year. Oh, you invited him back. Yep. 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 Oh,
1: <laughs> you know, I can't say what I'm going to say. I'll say yeah. it off there.
0: Say off there. Yeah. Off here.
1: <laughs> oh, that was so much fun, though. It was. He yeah. had no idea what yeah. he was up against. No, it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been day three, could it? Um, because, um, because his sidekick was there, I'm and I think, think he was only there the first two days.
0: It was probably because day they, two. It had have been day two, day two, yeah. It sure but, wasn't day one. I know that. No, for it wasn't. It was. It was day one. No, it was. It was day two. Either day two or day three. But I'm. I, it is probably day two. I think uh, it has to be because day
1: three he had danielle co-host with him right he was by himself for a while and then it was him and danielle um mm-hmm. uh, it his i can't remember the guy's name his his sidekick from day Dave, Dave, Dave blair yeah uh he was there for that interview and i think he was
0: only there the first two days
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: so it has to be day two, day two. yep yep see we and can I, work this out yep <laughs> but in all honesty though like i said i know scott's been doing this for quite for a lot for many years and but you know but each year the past two years i've done it you know meeting meeting everybody you know having a really good strong connection you know good relationship you know friends i like to you no know, i like to believe you know um with with everybody and so this one's you know this is going to be it's gonna be weird and everything i'm still gonna have fun i'm still gonna have fun regardless oh, for sure you know yeah. i mean regardless of if it's virtual or not you know but you know next year because i already put in my calendar for next year i already <laughs> got the dates to everything i got yep. like
1: <laughs> hopefully they don't change the dates again like they uh, did this year right mm-hmm. obviously they changed the dates this year for a different reason but of course still... right but but anyway uh, so okay so the thing that I wasn't sure I was allowed to talk about, I am. Okay. Because it's on Tom's Guide. Okay. So that's good enough for me. Uh, it's uh it's a uh a mini laptop from Lenovo mm-hmm. called the Lavi L A V I E mm. that has switch style controllers that click into the side that turn it into a little uh gaming PC. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's that's pretty different. Yeah. It's Hmm. it it's definitely interesting looking. I don't know how big it is. Mm -hmm. Based on the size of the controllers, I would say it's it's bigger than my Surface Duo, but probably smaller than the Surface Neo when that comes out. Hmm. So I what the Surface Duo is what a six point eight inch per panel. Mm -hmm. Um but this is a regular laptop, like this is a Windows laptop. Um with a keyboard, like with a proper keyboard on it. Hmm. Uh, I mean, the keyboard is weird because all the keys are circles, mm. which I cannot imagine wouldn't annoy me. But hmm. but yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting design. And you know, we're gonna see stuff like that this year. Um, right. Because we've had engineers, we've had designers with less to do than normal. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're going to see concept hardware at, from the big companies at a rate that is unusual. You know, we saw uh, we saw Dell slash Alienware show off a weird prototype gaming thing last year. We saw Razer do one a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but for somebody like Lenovo, who's not really known in the gaming space. No, they right? weren't. To To do something like this,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, I think've I think we've got designers with less to do than normal that are messing around mm-hmm. <laughs> and coming up with bizarre ideas mm-hmm.
0: and this is a bizarre idea that yeah. I absolutely love <laughs> yeah I never th- I never even thought of that, so you said it like it
1: oh, I see a size. it is an eight inch touch display at 1900 by 1200 resolution
0: okay so how does that work as far as a gaming like how would that on the you said it was on the sides where it connects yeah how so, like that... a, so like a switch the controllers oh, must snap okay. into the side oh oh oh, oh okay
1: <coughs> okay okay i just yeah. didn't quite get the so it's like it's like joy cons oh, okay it I is so it. small it doesn't have a trackpad mm. um but it does seem to have maybe a f- fingerprint reader between the left and right clicks but if it doesn't oh no you know what that is that's Mm -hmm. a that's a an altered eraser head i bet (laughs) uh similar to the the blackberries that got rid of the ball and had the little track finger track in the middle yeah i bet it's something like that huh but it's it's a full windows machine with a dedicated xbox key on it i hadn't noticed that until just now Mm -hmm. um up F nine is a de- has an Xbox logo on it, so they're definitely going to be marketing this to uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. I bet because okay. this would be good for older games. It's I mean it's an 11th gen Core i seven processor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's an Iris Xe graphics, so I mean it's it's decent decent graphics modern processor this is gonna be a fun little computer i'm gonna have to try and talk them out of one of them yeah and it's got a little dock that you can stick it into that makes it look like an echo show Hmm. (laughs) it is so weird and i love it
0: hey i mean that's i mean if i want to you know bring out 2021 with a bang i mean that's something different yeah why not
1: yeah And and like I said, I don't think this is all we're going to see. I think we're going to see other companies doing weird stuff. And I love, I love experimental CES years.
0: They are my favorite. The bad science Incremental years are no fun. The bad scientist, uh, you meant Uh bad scientist stage. Yeah. I I like it because, and I don't
1: know why it's like this, but some CES years is very incremental where Mm -hmm. you don't see anything where you're like, wow, what is that? And then some years it's all you see. And it doesn't seem like there's a middle ground on it. It's, mm. It seems to be all or nothing. You either have a lot of really unique, weird ideas mm-hmm. or you have
0: none. But the <laughs> one I'm hoping thing, this is going to be an all. I hope we're going to see lots of it. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I think when I, I mean, again, this, I've been, I'm like well, this by two years, well, there'll be three, but, um, but when I went there, we went there at LBCC and looking at the booths. Now, for the folks who have watched, I, you know, I took some pictures on a live blog and I wish there was a live blog, but unfortunately there's not. There's going to be this year, but, but on a live blog, I was posting photos and video from when I was at Samsung and Samsung's booth. I mean, it wasn't a booth. I mean, it was like a mile long, uh, like floor. I mean, it was like, they, they called it a city and it was literally like how they had, they had this long wall of TVs that was like from one end of the room, it had to be been a good quarter of a mile of, of TVs all the way down to the end. And when you walk through LBCC, through Central Hall and um, North Hall, I mean, I was majority, I was in Central Hall for like good until I, I, I'm unfortunate. <laughs> 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 but, you know, while it was the time I was there, I mean, it just, that Samsung took Central Hall at least a good three-quarter Central Hall with their, with their, uh, with their, literally their city. It was incredible. And to see like how they, and they had this one where this one display where they had, it was like, it looked like, um, the fold, uh, like foldable leaves. It was gorgeous. I mean, it was just like seeing like all these different displays, but they really created something that was unique. You know, each year, from what I saw before I came going lost to to, to uh, CES over the past year, year before, and they're and the displays and their boots are like put so much time and effort in it. And it's like millions of dollars. We're not talking yeah. like cheap, you know, cheap stuff. We're talking millions of dollars of uh, displays and products. They do they want to top themselves, eat in more and more and more each and every year. And from what I've seen, it was like beyond amazing.
1: Yeah, I was told uh, a number of years ago when Microsoft was still exhibiting that Microsoft's booth, just just the physical booth itself, cost like six or seven million dollars. Mm. But granted, it's two story, so right. I mean it's hard to compare that to anybody else because right. it was basically just them and Intel that had two story booths. Mm-hmm. But um, and now neither of them have a booth at all, which right. is so weird. Um, but. But yeah, uh I am looking down our schedule and I've got to tell you. We've got some really interesting stuff cool uh coming up. I I did it earlier and I'll do it again now because yeah. Uh this company cool. Nui uh is actually uh starting the show off uh with us on Tuesday at 9:10. Cool. Um so they'll they'll be our first interview. They do like IoT home security stuff. This is a mm-hmm. camera uh I'm going to do an unboxing mm-hmm. uh, when we have a gap
2: <laughs> in, yeah. our,
1: in our schedule. Uh, but this is a, a this a camera that has a 360 uh, rotating lens. So you can actually turn it remotely to mm-hmm. look at different parts of your house or your office or whatever. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a company that has made a new like air drive that's allowing that has allowed them to make. A little like portable mini blender mm-hmm. which is w- weird and wonderful <laughs> mm-hmm. um you know our friends from trova are back um uh obviously uh we can't do ces without benji lock
0: <laughs> right
1: <laughs> they'll be on the show um uh oh uh monster is going to be on the show again uh and a shout out again to monster uh they are powering uh my the new studio here which is pretty exciting nice um uh there's a um a cooking robot i cannot wait to find out what that means mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um uh cyberlink uh yes that cyberlink uh <laughs> anybody who knows tech knows cyberlink mm-hmm. uh they've got a product called face me that allows for like face uh tracking which mm. is they were on the show last year we'll get to see how that has changed uh go sun which is a an outdoor cooking company my my personal vote for um best name <laughs> is black nut <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a it's a streaming it's a streaming gaming platform Okay, it's not um, what I'm I'm going down the <laughs> Oh, I know. Oh, I sent that name and that link to everybody I know. Um, but yeah, it's like um uh it's like uh uh Microsoft X Cloud, Project X Cloud. Okay. So, that'll be interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, how go. Biohacking Orb. I cannot wait for this one. This from what I can tell is, you know, those like big full immersive gaming chairs mm-hmm. or like a tanning bed. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, but it something health related. I I saw the picture and I'm like, I have no idea what this is, but they've got to be on the show. Right. <laughs> um uh package protector. Um OrCam, cam, uh, the Wi Fi Alliance is going to be on. Cool, so we'll get to hear uh, what's coming in uh, the future of Wi Fi 6, mm-hmm. which obviously everybody who's a regular listener or viewer of this show knows, you know, my journey <laughs> to to re outfit the, the office and the studio mm-hmm. uh, with Wi Fi 6. Um, there's a company that's, that's making uh vr travel stuff which is pretty cool especially right now Mm -hmm. um jennifer will be back uh talking about energizer connect which is uh another one of their brands that they work with um which is obviously mobile products uh gary will be back with heart hero which i believe uh is either certified or close to certified uh for us use which is the portable defibrillator which i was I love that product and, and Gary is fun to follow on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, and there's RoboSense. I don't remember what RoboSense was, but I remember it being really interesting. Uh, oh yeah. LiDAR uh, sensor systems for uh, robotics and um, autonomous cars. Hmm. So, I mean, if you can't tell, yeah, we've got a very diverse... <laughs> Yeah, lineup of stuff.
0: diverse, right?
1: <laughs> from from lidar sensors to mobile accessories, mm-hmm. <laughs> and honest to God, everything in between. Um, Literally, <laughs> I'm I'm really excited about this year. Uh, yeah. We always try to make it diverse, yeah, weird and diverse, yeah, because you know the more diverse it is, the more likely we'll be able to stumble upon something that that becomes a thing right that you can find out about before it becomes a thing benji lock is is always my go-to answer but you know we did uh at collision in 2015 uh we talked to a little company that nobody had ever heard of called pet cube but now you can't watch uh daytime tv without seeing commercials for it (laughs) right so you know we we, we try to introduce our viewers to these little companies that are unknown before they become known. Right. Because uh, well, never know.
0: Well, that's why, again, that's why, you know, I always tell people I know, you know, um, you know, the average consumer, I mean, cause we're in, we're in it, cause we're, we're balls in and we love it and it's great. Yeah. But, but there's a lot of people that don't know about certain products and what's available to them and the, the, um, the availability. Some of the products that Marlowe had. The one called um, was it Smart Sensor. I can't remember the name of it. Where it was ha- has something to do with. Um, it was an app where it has something to do with. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, oh, I can't remember Smart something. I can't remember what the name of it was. But but it was from, it was an app from where, last year. From last year, yeah. Um, I'll go look at the rundown. It was. Um, because he came on right after before before you did. Um, the last guest. Um, his name was Kenny. I remember that. Um it was I can't remember what his name was, but uh the name of the company. It was Smart Something. Um, but his his booth was right behind our right behind um, was, um, was it Silent Beacon? That's it, Silent Beacon. Um, and it was an interesting product. Um And it was wireless panic button device that delivers
1: safety in seconds with the press of a button. That's a Bluetooth safety wearable utilizes its patented technology to instantly notify your network of an emergency.
0: Yep. That was it. Yeah. You know, so it was a very, I mean, it was like a lot of things like, you know, again, wonder painter one, you know, top pick, you know, it was like, it was just an app, uh, you know, and something out of the, out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of products that that were there, and there's people from that came that, uh, like the one lady from that was had the about the hearing aids and you know how she experienced had hearing loss yeah. lo- had hearing loss for like years, and they took a product and something and made it beneficial for not only for her but the others. So yes, you know, so my whole thing is that when these product when we when they come to our studio, you know, and, and interviews i get i get i'm fascinated with with the stuff that's out there and and a lot, and people again a lot of people don't know about these products some do some don't so that's why it's good to have that mix of products the well-known but also the not is known as well
1: yeah absolutely so you know it's it's nice last year we had dell and we also had a, a company talking about diaper monitors <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. uh, yep
1: so yep. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get with our show
0: exactly so and sometimes we don't either exactly and sometimes just want to be
1: a little different because people won't just walk up to the studio and be like hey what's going on here can i have an interview <laughs> <That> <laughs> which part... is always my favorite like i don't know who are you
0: especially the one where um where uh Marlo, this is our example that was finding. Marlo and Dave um, were doing an interview with the with gentleman. And this guy comes into the shot. <laughs> oh, oh, the guy that just walked up the stairs. Yep. <laughs> and jumped in the shot. Yep. And oh. <laughs> and, and I'm looking, I'm as I'm TD, I was T, you know, I was T, uh, technical director, and I was trying to like, um, i heard scott out the out of it goes sir 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 and he turned and i had to switch cameras <laughs> <laughs> and he goes i didn't know and I'm like didn't you? and scott said don't you know that we're, that we're live and we're more... <laughs> can't you see the
1: cameras and the lights and the people sitting at the table right with broadcast headsets on right <laughs> <laughs> i i'm yeah. going to i have considered uh pulling the headset out <laughs> Mm -hmm. for next week Mm -hmm. just because i'm gonna feel weird without it right i'm not going to i'm gonna use these earbuds and my wonderful microphone Mm -hmm. Uh, which also by the way both of these are because of uh uh introductions from ces yep it is actually amazing when i look around just like on a regular day Mm -hmm because there's nothing special. I mean, other than the fact that we just rebuilt in here, uh, there's nothing particularly special about today versus any other day in the studio. And I'm looking at a camera that we bought because of our relationship with the company. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at my microphone, my earbuds, my backup mic, the, the camera that we're going to do an unboxing on. Mm you know, other earbuds. Mm. So much of it is all, uh, CES related stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's, it's so funny, you know, what an impact it has on us. Mm -hmm. it's, it's why we make such a big deal about it because it really does on a normal, on a normal year, this year is going to be a little weird, but on a normal year, it really does have a huge impact. Oh,
0: absolutely. Even the
1: year that, that the plug hits team wasn't able to physically go,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: I mean, there was an incident that was almost a negative impact on us, but, you know, we, we ran all the social stuff, uh, from here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, be, being able to save the live broadcast mm-hmm. was, was wonderful. You know, it just such a, uh, such a big impact on, on our lives all the time.
0: Yeah. And I think also for me, again this is my third ces um for me you know meeting with todd because um you know because when i applied you know because when todd needed help for his you know for for New central as a as a well now i'm i'm talking a producer um but you know but just to like reach out to him you know and i said i was interested in helping out and you know and i was more and i was explaining about love to go to CES and just you know and and learn from them as a production standpoint and I just like just to have that connection you know with um you know being a part of something and to this day you know that that connect those connections you know I even spent you know I spent some I met some people from from twit uh, um uh that year. You know, and then when we all left, I saw I was you know, and I'm next year. I'm more and more. I'm gonna have to be open, get out of my shell because I saw some people from Twit. Um, you know, and I was kind of like kind of timid. You know, I was like, but Scott, you mentioned you know I should have talked. It's like you know, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm my show.
1: I I have had a conversation with Steve Ballmer, the former CEO of Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I saw him standing there. Mm-hmm Yep, and I just went up to him and started talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super personable, by the way. Yeah, not the big bombastic developers, <laughs> developers, 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 crazy right. guy that that he presents on camera. Mm-hmm. He, really personable, and uh, and uh, Larry Herb, uh, Xbox Live's Major Nelson. He was another one that was fun. It's it's so funny. I didn't like get any kind of starstruck going up and talking to Steve Ballmer. Mm. But Larry Herb definitely did. <laughs> I bet. Uh, it's so funny. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. If you're an Xbox user, everybody knows Major Nelson. If you're not, nobody has an idea who this guy is. Everybody knows Steve Ballmer. I didn't mm-hmm. care. Yep, didn't care at all. But but Larry Herb, we we're like, I don't know if we should go up and talk to him. I <laughs> we. It was funny. He was. Uh, it was after the Microsoft press conference that year. Mm-hmm. and uh, he had been live tweeting it and when that was still a popular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he told us, he's like, people were really mad at me for my live tweeting because I didn't know that the live stream was like 90 seconds delayed. <laughs> and so I'm live tweeting from the room things that the people who are watching my Twitter Aren't hearing about for another minute and a half, (laughs) so I was spoiling the show for them. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez, which I thought was pretty funny, yeah.
0: Yeah, But, but but it's the connection that's what that's what I treasure, you know, and I think, you know, especially having you know having this podcast with with you scott you know Mm -hmm. and you know and and learning and you know i'm again you know to be on td for you know for the last year was you know i it was so much fun you know i was looking i look forward to it this year being td you know in the morning so i can go explore explore and hopefully i won't (laughs) injure myself
1: yes please don't injure yourself again Right. Especially since you're just staying in your house. Right. <laughs> right. No, I'm going to be <laughs>
0: no, I'm going to be in this here, you know, I'm going to No, I'll be good. You know, knock on wood. So anyway, all right so um yeah, so um Tuesday morning 9 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern until Thursday and we'll probably Friday maybe we'll have a wrap up everything, maybe not. we'll we'll see. we'll see. see what, we'll see what happens. All right. So um, and and uh tomorrow um uh uh,
1: tomorrow no what's today today's friday so sunday night uh 9 p.m f5 live uh we always do a ces pre-show before ces starts and we're gonna have um members of the team uh on the on the show obviously kirk you're welcome to come participate sure um it won't uh, so it'll be myself and avram and hopefully uh chris jordan uh michelle hopefully danielle uh Kirk, and we'll talk about sounds what good. we're excited about for the year. So I'm sounds good. <laughs> I'll definitely. And hopefully by I'm, then, our schedule will be more full than it is right now. Right. Because
0: I am having heart problems <laughs> looking at this graph. <laughs> oh well, like I said, when we get off, when we got, I was talk, talking to Scott earlier before we came on. You know, I'm going to because when we get emails uh, from different companies, they want to, you know, they want to announce their product or Want to come to their "quote unquote" booth um, to see their products? So I'm going to. I've been touring through, looking through all the emails, and trying to get people to come on. So I'm going to try to do a little bit. You know, we get done from from our from our uh, our, product, our, our show tonight, and um, so we'll see. All right. So, so again, um, so just tune in to all of our pages. Um Again, there's going to be a link up in the show notes if it's not listening to us tomorrow, which will be Saturday. Um, it'll be posted in the in the show notes, the link for um, techpodcast.com slash CES2021. All right. Uh, in other news this week, in Amazon news, Amazon says it'll provide over $2 billion to build and preserve 20,000 affordable homes in three of its key employment areas, the Seattle region, Nashville, Tennessee, and Arlington, Virginia. The Housing Equity Fund will offer below market capital and low cost loans, lines of credit, and grants to support families making between 30 and 80% of the median income in each area. The fund will also give $125 million in grants to public agencies and minority led organizations to boost inclusive, affordable housing solutions. So, good on them. Uh, other Amazon news, Amazon Prime Pantry, and I had no idea this existed. Um, the, this is their, uh, <laughs> I didn't, um, the, this is their early foray into grocery delivery. It is now dead. Um, Amazon launched Prime Pantry for household items and non perishable food and snacks back in 2014, giving customers a way to stock up on the heavy items they need for their homes they usually don't ship for free. Uh, it's good. It's gone for good as of um, Wednesday. A spokesperson told Bloomberg that the thousands of products previously available under the Pantry banner have been folded into Amazon's main retail site. When Pantry first launched, it allowed Prime members to ship up to forty-five pounds, wow, uh, worth of household essentials in one large box for a six-dollar flat fee on top of their subscription. It was such a pain because,
1: like, you had to pack the box like in your head right you'd be like well i want to, i want this and i want this and i want this and tell you what your weight was and then i want this and i want this oh i can't have all of it because it's a little over but
0: then you had to go oh such a pain <laughs> i i didn't even know that again i didn't know it existed I, all right so that's you know i guess we've been going when, for six years so one
1: of the problems that it it suffered from was brand confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after after Amazon Fresh came about, um, people didn't understand the difference between Amazon Fresh, Prime Pantry, um, right? And then you know, now with the Whole Foods acquisition, there's all this confusion over what is what. You know, what's being shipped, what's coming from Whole Foods. What I don't think that the that the need for a special brand for pantry mattered anymore. Cause they're not, they're not shipping USPS. They're not shipping FedEx anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost entirely done by themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, you know, the, the shipping weight costs and things like that simply don't exist anymore. Right. So it didn't make sense today. I, I,
0: I'm surprised that it's still around. I actually thought it was already gone.
2: <laughs> mm hmm.
0: Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't know existed and I'm and that's to buy things in you know, I guess 45 pounds. Holy crap. Um so the spokesperson from Amazon um said in a statement, quote, as part of our commitment to delivering the best possible customer experience, we have decided to take Amazon tr- excuse me, we have decided to transfer Amazon pantry selection to the main Amazon.com store so customers can get everyday household products faster without an extra subscription on purchase requirement. So, good on them. Okay. In uh, Verizon, is in other news, Verizon isn't shutting down its 3G network anytime soon. Um, Kevin King, the, uh, who, the spokesperson for Verizon, tells uh, late reading that Verizon's, quote, 3G network is operational and doesn't have, a, doesn't have quote, have a plan to shut down this time. He also added the company, quote, Will quote work with customers to move to move them to newer technology, and um, he King has confirmed this report accuracy, accuracy to Engadget. Verizon taking steps toward shutting down its 3G network for years, starting way back in 2012 when it deployed 4G LTE. A few years later, it announced uh, it announced its plans to deactivate the network by December 2019, but later pushed back the date back to 2020. So right now, it's still on, um, uh, It's excuse me, Verizon stopped activating 3G phones in 2018, um, quote, to facilitate a smooth transition to LTE-cable products and services. It's said at a time that, quote, virtually all traffic on its network is on its 4G, on its 4G LTE network anyway. uh, Light reading noted, um, it didn't reveal how many subscribers still have 3G devices, and I know one of them, my mom, (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and i still trying and i'm still trying to her to trying to get her to something in the in the <laughs> god bless my mom I'm not throwing her in a bus or anything but you know so i tried but you know she's happy with her phone so all right uh, speaking of phones, um, Motorola has released four new phones, $170 to $400 to reinforce its position in the mid-range and affordable market. Three of them are in the, quote, Moto G series as a core offering for Motorola, while the fourth one is the Motorola 5G Ace. Um, the Moto, G, the Moto G series revolves revolves around three themes to address the bulk of the market's needs and wants. The wants in the sub 400 market: maximum affordability. Moto Gs play $170, $170, $70. Long battery life. The Moto G Power $200 and a productivity and performance Moto G Stylus $300. Now, with the Moto G Play it features a selfie camera with a notch, unlike, unlike the G the, the G Power and G Stylus with punch hole cameras that look edgier. There's the Moto G Stylus 6.8-inch screen, which is a substantial increase over last year's Stylus 6.4-inch model. Uh, the phones are powered by increasingly powerful Qualcomm processor's with the Snapdragon 460, 662, and 768, the processor choice choice ensures a smooth scaling of performance and capabilities as your budget increases. For example, the Snapdragon 768 platform can run advanced 3D games considerably faster than Snapdragon 460. Uh, with the Motorola, Moto, well, Motorola 1 5G Ace, uh this smartphone has been designed to maximize Motorola's chances to gain market share market share in the 5G handset market yeah. it's powered by which i believe um powered by a Qualcomm Snapdragon 750 5G with 4 gig 6 4 gig to 6 gig ram depending on market and 64 to 128 gigabytes of storage it also has a, a camera setup with a primary with a relatively healthy primary camera this is from um, uh, uh, primary camera, excuse me, um, 48 megapixels of f-stop 1.7 backed by secondary, ultra-wide, and macro cameras. To maximize the selfie's potential, there is a dedicated bokeh sensor in addition to the 16, 16 wow. megapixel selfie camera module. So, well, I haven't said, Motorola has been pretty good over the past few years with their phones. and Ever been, since they became part of Lenovo. Exactly, yeah. Which I was pleasantly surprised. I thought, you know, once uh, Google didn't want them anymore, I was thinking, oh, MG, <laughs> you know, I'm praying for Moto's rollout to, you know, break out and uh, do well. Lenovo was a good home for them. Mm. Uh,
1: you know, Lenovo used to have Lenovo branded, for like, For a very short while, they tried to do Lenovo-branded phones here. Uh, It never took off in the same way that the Dell-branded phones never took off here either. Um, But they've been relatively successful overseas. Um, So it made sense for them to continue essentially to produce Lenovo phones, but put them in a brand that the West recognized. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, it was a pretty smart pairing.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Um, I've been I've been I've been using Motorola phones. I had Motorola phones over the past few years until I went to the Pixel, and I'm kind of like, you know, you know, I'm kind of like debating on going. I was have I was I had Motorola phones for many years, so I'm kind of debating. Cause I'm on Pixel now, and I'm like, I don't know because with Verizon's bloatware on it, and I'm not, <laughs> and you don't get the the up the OS updates, you know, as um, as uh, on time like yeah you know so i'm kind of debating on it but they are they do look that has always been always been verizon's problem mm-hmm. yeah yeah i just like oh i mean i understand they're, make, they're making sure everything you know is they want to make have, you have their butts covered and everything like that but also in the same token it's like you know that's fine but I mean, oh, MG. They have the bloatware. I mean, it is like mm-hmm. incessantly. I have to like literally go in and just like clean everything out, and you know, it's yeah. Ugh.
1: That was one of right. my favorite <laughs> things about about Windows Phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that uh, the operating system didn't allow for the installation of locked software, right? Uh, so, and, and of course with apple there's no i mean there's lots of bloatware but it's all from apple Mm -hmm, Uh, mm
2: -hmm, (laughs) mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah android devices are a mess when it comes to that stuff and being able to lock the the software on there so that Mm -hmm. you know my at&t galaxy s 10 let's say i don't know what it is uh (laughs) has some sports thing there runs in the background that I've never opened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Abram taught me how to tell it to stop running in the background, at least. But <laughs> but it's still in my app list, and that drives me crazy. I don't want it there.
2: Just right. because
1: AT&T owns the service does not mean that I want it on my device.
2: Mm. And it's
1: Verizon's been the same way. Sprint's been the same way. T-Mobile's yep. been the same way. They've all done it. Right.
0: Yep. All right. Okay. Um, so next up, and speaking of Rook, Roku, we talked about it earlier, Roku says its Roku TV lineup, uh, TV line, excuse me, was the top-selling TV OS in the U.S. and Canada throughout all of 2020. This is using, Again. right, using this was using MP data, NPD data to illustrate the company's powerful standing. Uh, The company said in a press release, Roku TV, held 38% of market share in the U.S. and 31% in Canada, based on available data from January 5th through December 26, 2020, maintaining the lead spot in both regions. Uh, Speaking of CES, they're also using uh, CES 2021 to announce the partners for its Roku TV Ready initiative. It will soon be able to release wireless soundbars for Roku TV sets, Roku has a new reference design for the wireless soundbar, which connects to Roku TVs over Wi-Fi. Customers won't have to worry about any links, any lip-sync problems. As I'm trying to <laughs> read this, as latency is communicated between hardware devices to ensure proper AV synchronization. Roku essentially picks the brains and processing for the reference design, but leaves other choices like enclosure design and the driver speakers, uh, slash speakers used to manufacturers. You'll be able to quickly set up and adjust settings on these wireless soundbars right from the Roku TVs settings menu. Yeah, and that's, you know, that, the, the
1: reference concept is a pretty standard one. Um, uh, Ultrabooks, for example, if you've ever purchased an Ultrabook that's based on a reference design from Intel, Uh, And to use the Ultrabook name, it has to be based on that, uh, on that reference. But, you know, you've got screens, you've got uh, keyboards and trackpads and, you know, all the, all the important things, you know, are adjustable, but it has to be within a certain size. It has to communicate with certain things properly. It has to support, you know, originally it had to support USB three or, you know, whatever. And, you know, this is the same thing. And it's, it ensures Uh, your experience, especially when you're trying to do Roku to Roku, right? So, you know, you've got, you've got a Roku TV and then a Roku enabled soundbar. You know, your setup is quick. Your, your uh, usage is consistent and you can actually get help on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the thing that made Sony uh, a company (laughs) originally, you know, if it hadn't been for them forcing uh, their stuff to talk to each other. So Nobody would have ever used Sony products.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Once you got in, you couldn't get out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want you want to use uh, digital coaxial between your, your DVD player and your surround sound system? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> ours doesn't use regular signals. You've got to use, they've both got to be Sony. Oh, oh, oh. want, want. Otherwise, you've got to use fiber optic. Mm-hmm. Or not <laughs>
0: <more>. <laughs> all right and finally not I'm not there's no finally segment because again i couldn't find anything and we I have tried. a whole week of and finally and of all kinds gonna... of weird stuff coming up oh absolutely I, you know what i'm gonna do and i make this promise now you know if we have a friday a friday show um podcast because i know we're gonna be worn out we're always worn out after a week but if there is one i'm going to find i'm going to compile a list of them I will, and I'm going to be, you know, when I'm in the morning block, I'm going to keep an eye on them. And some of them, so I'm definitely going to do that. (laughs) All right. But uh, other than that, no, there's some cool things that we can um, with, uh, uh, let me go back to my screen here. All right. So um, do you need help with your tech with this week um, over on makeuseit.com? Four types of essential software every young student must have. So there's office the office software, office software, um, Microsoft three sixty-five online, Google Drive, LibreOffice, I have never heard of them. Uh, LibreOffice is one of the open source products. Okay, thank you. See, you want something new. Um
1: uh, them and open office, although they might be the same organization now. I don't remember.
0: I don't know. Again, that's the new domain. Um, number two, PDF software. Um, Adobe Acrobat. Um, Foxit Phantom PDF. Microsoft Word. Um, Password which, Managers. Which if you've gone with Office, you've already got. So that combines right. two into one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Number three, password managers, which we recommend um, on this show and elsewhere, always get a password manager. Um, There's uh, Bitwarden, 1Password. Uh, Number four, security software. That's another thing that's important to know. Um, There's Norton 360 360 Deluxe, Bitfender, Total Security, and
1: that's it. Okay. And remember... um... If you're, if you are looking for software for students, remember that a lot of these, a lot of the, uh, proper companies, uh, offer free versions, Mm -hmm. uh, offer, uh, free versions or significantly discounted versions for students, uh, through your school, uh, or, you know, like, uh, Microsoft offers 10% off of everything for students, which is, uh, pretty cool, but they've got special
0: deals on things like office. So, yep. Definitely want to check it out. And lastly, over on meekuse.com, 10 mobile apps that teach beginners how to cook. And believe me, my wife does all the cooking. Um, and <laughs> I would like to learn because I will burn something really, really quick. Um, there's uh I have no idea why what, these pages are not loading. Uh, they're not they're not loading for me right away either. They're taking forever. Huh.
1: Okay. I personally recommend the second one. Tasty yummy. I recommend Yummly. Um, okay. I interviewed them uh, two years ago at CES. Um, mm-hmm. Chef Carla Hall, who if you are you familiar at all with TV cooks, you probably know uh, Chef Hall. Um, mm-hmm. She is one of the Yumly pros. She actually walks you through um, through how to make – southern staples which is Mm -hmm. really cool and she's not the only yumly pro uh there's there's lots of them which is a really cool thing and then uh the yumly app can actually connect to the connected uh uh kitchen aid uh appliances Mm -hmm. so the and and whatever the other one is whirlpool they're the same company right yeah um uh it can connect to the connected appliances and like if there's a recipe that is supposed to be at 425 for 30 minutes and then at 350 for an hour, uh, it'll change your temperature for you. Okay. Based on the recipe, super cool. I'm I'm really impressed with Yumli. Okay. If you if you can't, it's the only. I saw it and I'm like, oop, I'm starting there. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I know a lot about that one. Very okay. happy with it.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to definitely, on your recommendation, I'm going to give it a shot. All right. Um, there's a uh, kitchen store recipes. Now, if you're watching live on the video, if you're folks are watching the video from audio listeners, where um, the pages are not loading to see the graphics and everything. So it's a bummer. So if you're listening, you don't have to worry about it. Um, there is. Okay. Okay. And okay. Number, so now the. Number
1: N- Number 5 is epicurious um which is the most viewed uh, uh, recipe site on the planet. Mm-hmm. So that's a good look. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's the most popular uh, in the world. I don't know meal lime uh, but I love their logo. I know you guys you can't see it but I can. Okay. I it almost looks like a logo for a bank which makes it weird and I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, uh, oh, she glows. Um, That's a weird name.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, big oven.
1: Sure. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like the kind of place where you're gonna find recipes for uh, things families. that are right,
0: and also going into a big oven.
1: <laughs> yeah. So probably not a whole lot of uh, one skillet meals. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That that sounds like the kind of place where you're going to find family stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. Pinterest, Pinterest. I guess is, that makes sense. Yeah. And lastly, Paprika Recipe Manager 3. What happened uh, to 2 and 1?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw two uh, items in here that sure. aren't on Go the ahead. list. Uh, the first we talked about on our last show, which turned out to be Bing Recipes, mm-hmm. had no idea um, that they had expanded that so much right? Um, where you can just search for something. It'll bring up actual recipes with photos. That Mm -hmm. was a pretty cool thing. Thank you, Kirk, for showing, adding that to the show a couple of weeks ago. I have absolutely been exploring with that. Um, I have not made that pork dish yet. Uh, because CES has owned my life. I did make my, I did make a prime rib for uh, Christmas Eve though. Uh, and the other is all recipes. Um, Okay. And about all recipes. All recipes is my go-to. That's where I got my prime rib recipe. Cool. <laughs> so those are the two I'm gonna to add to the list. See so cool. Since they've good. got this paprika recipe manager, which isn't really a learn how to cook so much as a recipe place, mm-hmm. I'll throw those two in there. <laughs>
0: and this is there you go. There you go. So I definitely add them in. Definitely this is why again you're my yin to my yang. <laughs> all right, very good. All right, cool. All right, so that is the tech news for this week for Friday, January 8th, 2021. Again, a little bit light news. Um, this a little bit light news this week. So hopefully that's because you won't be able to get rid of us next week. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so um, so thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Um, show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from Geeknewcentral.com and be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com live for the geek news Central podcast and then be sure to tune in hopefully we if we will be having a show Friday evenings normally Friday evenings this Friday which is Friday the the 16th oh excuse me the fifteenth. excuse me there might be a show on Friday night at 8 pm Eastern time at dot uh, excuse me gnc if not, we're not going to be here. Uh, have a show on Friday evening, next Friday evening. We'll be back normal the following week, which will be um, which will be Friday, January twenty second. So if we're not on Friday evening on the fifteenth, definitely on twenty second. Um, so be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWIR channel on YouTube. Please make sure to click on the bell and select always for notifications, so you not miss next episode. Also, we would love for you to share this episode to people that you know, they can, they can check it out, this uh, this podcast as well. Also, make sure, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to tune in with Scott and Adrian Pilch on F5, Recreation Technology, Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at f5live.tv slash join us. I will definitely be on this Sunday's episode um, with the pre for a Free Show. Um, so definitely come on over there and we'll have a lot of fun. Um, you have a comment on this week's episode. Um, we love to hear them, um, head on over to gncweekly.com connect and connect either via email, Twitter, or Facebook. I am on Twitter. I am at Kirk Corliss. Scott is on, on Twitter at triple T M A B O. Till the next episode of the GNC week in review. So long.